0: If I play the lowest notes on the piano, and then the highest notes on the piano, there is something very noticeably different in the quality of the notes. Here's the lowest note, and here's the highest note. So there's something very noticeably different in the quality of these notes, apart from their pitch. The lower notes sound blunter or thicker or broader or busier than the higher notes, which sound more fine, sharp and thin. Here, I'm referring to something like a physical quality we can hear, but there is also an an emotional difference, a difference in feeling. Grave notes sound graver, not just lower pitched, but graver darker and happier as we get higher up we begin to shake that dark that darker feeling off so if i play this b and then the next one and then the next one up and so on they start to sound more positive no there's less dread in the sound, they sound more optimistic. The reason for both of these changes, the physical change of blunt versus fine notes, and also this change in feeling, has to do with the harmonic overtone series we have been learning about. So our lowest note on the piano vibrates at 27.5 Hertz. And you can actually tell me what that note is. Just double 27.5 until the number gets familiar. 55 and then 110. So what note is that? Can't remember. Keep doubling. 220. What's 220 in here? So we get another A a at 27.5, our lowest A. So that's the lowest note on the piano and the reason that this and other low notes sound so broad compared to higher notes is because the lower the note the more clearly we can hear the overtones and the more overtones we can hear. This is because those overtones are not only produced by the string or strings that we are playing when we tap this key and the hammer inside the piano strikes the strings, we're not only hearing the overtones in those strings, We are also hearing the overtones getting picked up and amplified by other strings on the instrument. So when we play this A on the piano, all the other A strings, an octave above, two octaves above, three octaves above, etc., will pick up the overtones and vibrate a little in sympathy. So we'll hear other A's vibrating in sympathy when we play the A at 27.5 Hertz. What other notes can we expect to hear when we play an A? an E. Yes, the E's, the perfect fifth from A. Well done. So all the E strings will also be picking up on the E overtone produced by A, and they will vibrate slightly in sympathy, which is what gives the lower notes such a broad, wide sound. We have so many strings responding to that on the piano. So the lower the note, the more notes we have after it on the instrument that can pick up the overtones and vibrate in sympathy, especially on a piano, which has such a large range of notes. This also means we hear many more of the notes overtones, not just the octave and the perfect fifth, but other more complicated, less simple relationships, which makes the lower notes sound a little graver, darker, more undeclared in their intention. And so it's a more wary sound, even though we are hearing just one note, free of any other musical context, we get to hear more of the note with lower notes. We get to delve deeper into the heart of it, hearing more of its overtones. We get to see that it's conflicted inside. So even without any context, I said notes by themselves don't make us feel anything, it's intervals but it's also the intervals we're hearing within one note that's making us feel something there. As we get higher up, we hear less of the higher, more complicated overtones. We perceive the more natural, perfect relationships and less stranger relationships. The notes lose their grave feeling and also start to become thinner as they shed those overtones. When we are on the high extreme of the piano, we can easily appreciate another reason the highest note sounds so thin or even hollow now. This C, the highest note on the piano, vibrates at around 4,200 hertz. If I tell you that our hearing range as humans is from 20 to 20,000 hertz, you can tell me why this C vibrating at around 4,200 hertz is so hollow sounding. Why might that be? If our hearing range only goes up to 20,000 hertz, why does this note sound so thin? I don't know. So what would the first overtone be of that C at 4,200 hertz? 8,400. Right. So we're getting close to the limit of what we can actually hear. Great, exactly. We can only hear three overtones of that note. Then they escape our hearing range. You have the fundamental frequency that we're playing and then just three overtones. So not only do we not have more strings higher up on the piano to amplify the harmonics of the C, but we can't hear past the third overtone anyway because it escapes our hearing range. So now we understand why these notes have the quality they do and are not used that often in music. So that's why higher notes sound so much thinner than lower notes, even when they're played loudly. Of course, it's for the same reason that notes are what they are and why they relate to each other the way they do. The overtone series. So let's get back to that overtone series. So if we go back to working with an A at 110 Hz. Which is such a convenient number to work with, we know we get another A in the first overtone at 220 Hz an octave from our first A. The second overtone is a perfect fifth from the first overtone, vibrating at 330 hertz. What note is that? What is the perfect fifth of A? E. E, of course. So the sound of the space between A and E, we can begin to remember as a perfect fifth. Not the notes in themselves, but rather the interval, the distance between the notes. So, of course, we need notes to create the fifth, but we're not remembering the notes per se, but the sensation of moving from one note to the other. Singing this interval helps too. So, we can try to sing this. Or maybe an octave lower is going to be easier for our manly voices. We can try and sing that interval. La, uh, yeah second to find it, it's no problem. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Give that a try. Uh, Perfect. Uh, Mm. Good, so now, as we focus on the interval, we should be able to produce the perfect fifth from E. So tell me first, what is the perfect fifth of E? It should be B. B, B. So we can sing A, E, E, B and reproduce the same interval, no? Reproduce the same space that we hear between A and E to find how B should sound. Give it a go, and then we'll see on the piano how close you got. (laughs) Listen to it first. It will help you kind of carry it. So, sing A, E, E, B. A, E, A, E. E, B, E. So well done, you're learning to work with intervals, no? And that's what musicians work with rather than notes. We can also try to identify the perfect fifth in music we listen to. This will help us exponentially in our journey of understanding music. We'll be able to notice all the different things that the perfect fifth achieves or communicates in different contexts.